1998, we were 18 years old. We knew what love was, but we had no clue how to lovingly serve one another in our marriage. And after unsuccessful attempts to build intimacy, we almost called it quits after a few years in. But did choose to fight for our marriage and today we'll share how to go from roommates to lovers what's up everybody and welcome to the marriage and transition podcast with sean and lynette reed here and we're helping couples succeed in every season and what is success you ask well It's a healthy couple creating a legacy. And if you like what you hear today, we want you to subscribe and share the podcast. Yeah, we bring a new show each week and we invite you to subscribe today to Marriage in Transition with Sean and Lynette Reed. So you never miss an episode. Ready, Lynette? I am. Let's Let's go. go. All right. Now, who out there doesn't want to be happily married to somebody who meets your needs? Yeah. Now, when I'm talking about your needs, I'm talking about your social needs, mm-hmm. your physical needs, because mm-hmm. you know them physical needs got to be met. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. Yeah. I think you want to talk about it. I think I do want to talk about it, <laughs> <laughs> but we on this here podcast together. So, don't you like your physical needs being met? I think he wants some physical needs met right now. <laughs> I ain't mad about it. Okay. But you also want somebody to meet your emotional needs. Let's talk about those. Mm. Uh, Maybe on another podcast. <laughs> uh, but, but we think that all couples want to do life together as friends mm-hmm. and lovers. Um, and that's 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 understandable, yeah. right? That should be the standard. Yeah. We should be friends and lovers. Um, but we found ourselves trapped in a cycle where the rat race of life kind of got us and we were living as roommates. Yeah, because it's hard to live in a place and when you feel trapped in a relationship and you can't get out of the rut. Mm-hmm. Right? And... Um, so the question is, how do we get unstuck and we go from roommate status to those intimate life lovers, intimate life builders? Yeah. Um, focus is is tough. You know, with everything that's going on, we're trying to maintain focus. And some of us are on pins and needles when it comes to um, our state of mind. Mm. We're just stressed out. And I'm, I'm going to go on a, a, a rant. For okay. a little bit. Let me get comfortable for mm-hmm. a second so I can hear you. And, your and everybody, listen, y'all, you <sighs> got to be careful what you're feeding yourself right now. Please elaborate. The news can't be your source of of entertainment and your sole source of, you know, trying to keep up with what's going on in the world. Because nowadays, I don't care what news outlet you listen to, they all got their own agenda. Mm-hmm. And they may lead you to negativity. It's all about, you know, pushing some agenda or pushing somebody's perspective. And if you're not careful, you can become a very, like, uh, bitter person. Mm-hmm. You can become overly critical and cynical. And that stuff bleeds into your marriage. Especially if one of those outlets that you're listening to, social media. Yeah. And you're trying to copy oh, and paste. Yeah. When, when you're looking at people's doctored up images of what life is. Or the part of their lives that they that they want to show you, they choose to and show. not all of it. The grass looks greener, and the truth is, though, about green grass is you don't know what type of manure it mm. took to get there. Well, mm-hmm. so be careful that you don't envy, you know, some stuff that somebody else has. What happens is, as I was wishing I was in somebody else's shoes, as I was listening to negativity from videos that I would watch or things that I was processing, um, it became really, really, really frustrating because 
I was in a spot where all of that was feeding me and I was turning around and trying to perform for you based off of the negativity that I was consuming. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So understand that you can't compartmentalize the source of food that you're actually receiving in your life. Wow. Cause it's going to spill over. It's going to spill over. You can't help, but yeah, you are what you eat. And so if you're constantly consuming negativity from different sources and at the same time, you may be stressed and you have no outlet to release the stress, uh, stressed over what your career path, yeah. stressed over money, stressed over the fact that you ain't had nothing in a while, mm -hmm. stressed over whatever is going on. And in this day and age, you got something to be stressed about at all times. Yeah. Inflation, mass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> People stress about all kinds of stuff. We losing it, right? And so all of these things like mount up. And after a while, it's just we got some pent up aggression. And then you come home, yeah. And you're supposed to be soft and gentle and sensitive to your spouse's needs. You're supposed to come home to your lover. Yeah, yeah. And so now we become like really calloused, and we're stressed out, and we can become rigid. Mm -hmm. And in that. Um, we go from being this soft, gentle servant to now a real calloused, hardened person towards our spouse. And so um, that, that was just something that I just wanted to yeah. get out there. You have to choose your source of supply when it comes to your own balance of who you are, what you're believing. You know, what are you eating? Jesus told us in his word, he said, be careful what you are seeing and be careful what you are hearing. Your eye gate and your ear gate or have the ability to filter out the evil and to consume and hold in the good. Yeah. And a lot of times I think some of our filters are broken because we think we can just take it. We think we can be in the darkness and just hang out in the darkness, consume the darkness, agree with the darkness and then not consume us mm -hmm. on the inside. And yet we want to turn around and be great for our spouse. Yeah. We want light in our home, but we've welcomed the darkness. Mm. And so you have to understand that. What you eat and what you behold, you become. Yeah. And so if we want to be greater lovers to our spouse, then we need to study love. If you want to be a, a servant to your spouse and you want to be served by your spouse and you need to have a, a, a part of your life where you're consuming Christ likeness and you need to, you know, behold him in your worship, behold him in your prayer. Instead of getting news from everywhere else, get the good mm -hmm. news from the word of God. Yeah. Eat the word. Consume his wisdom, feed your soul so that your soul is equipped to then turn around and be able to serve your spouse. Mm -hmm. When you're trying to serve someone on an empty tank and you got nothing in there but negativity, because that's what's in this world. It could be very dark. It could be cynical. It could be critical when you're just constantly consuming that back and forth. Um, you know, then we turn around and we want to be something different than what we've been yeah. you know, dwelling in. We've got all these toxins in us. Yeah. And now we're wondering why our marriage is toxic. Mm. There's no outlet. There's no release. And so that's just my little rant real fast. You got it. It wasn't gotta, too bad. It wasn't that too was, bad. Okay, yeah. good. Okay. All right. That being said, <laughs> <laughs> if you're in that spot where you're stuck, the first challenge I'm going to tell you is realize that you're responsible for your own happiness. You got to realize you're responsible for your own happiness. If you're unhappy in life, experience says... That your spouse is the scapegoat for your misery. Right. Okay. Um, and, and I want you guys to to back off of that a little bit to say, 
I know in the past I've blamed my spouse for why I'm not happy. And you don't do a, a, a quick, easy fix solution for what you know is a deeper, more fundamental core problem. We're not going to take the easy way out. We're not going to say, oh, I could just blame my spouse for why I'm miserable right now in this season of my life. We know better than that. There are certain certain things that you know only come from God. Yeah. Your sense of identity, your peace, your happiness in life, that joy, the joy of the Lord yes. is your strength. His personal joy is available for your use. So be careful that you're not trying to demand things from your spouse that can only come from God. Okay. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. You're kind of quiet over there. I, don't know I mean, because you like, I feel like you're, you're in pastor mode. Oh, am I? You are. You're, okay. There's a shepherding type mm. spirit coming out from you at this moment. And mm. I don't want to interrupt that. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep on going there. Yeah. Lead the people. Here, here Here's, <laughs> it's a powerful day when you wake up and you realize that you can be so full of God's joy and his revelation of who you are, that your cup runs over. Yeah. That his goodness and mercy have followed you and it mm. is caught up with you. And you realize that really you're living life with green pastures and all that. Let's make that relevant to today. Mm -hmm. That means that your every need is supplied by a loving God who's always by your side. Mm. And he'll never fail you. He'll never let you down. He's a loving father who speaks to his child that he loves unconditionally. And there's not a need of your life that you will ever have to lack because God is a good father. Mm. And if you're pulling from that source constantly Whew. every day, Man. then out of that relationship comes a tenderness. Yes. That he displays to you that you begin to embrace. And then in turn, you display that tenderness to your spouse. Your cup runs over. Yeah. Because you are what you behold. Mm -hmm. You've been beholding his goodness. You've been a partaker of his goodness. You're sitting at the table in the presence of an enemy and that enemy ain't your spouse. Right. The moment you realize your enemy is not your spouse and that it's an, it's a real enemy that's out there. And it's yep. the enemy that I would say is the devil and all the forces of darkness that have set itself up against one of the gates of the, of, that the enemy has set up is the gate of divorce. Right. And yeah. so he's trying to set it up to where we walk ourselves through that gate of divorce and once you recognize that it's the enemy who throws the rock and hides the hand, mm -hmm. you'll stop despising your spouse and you'll stop falling into the trap of seeing them as your enemy. And you realize that if a problem exists, the problem is not your spouse. It's something that's being miscommunicated and misunderstood yeah. between one another that needs to be dealt with. So don't go easy. Don't go convenient when we're searching for why we're miserable, mm -hmm. go deeper than that because you're smarter than playing the blame game. Yeah. And I would say, you know, uh, one of the biggest things that we did was we opted to rely on covenant and not looking at our marriage as a contract. Mm. And so like in those moments where we had tension or, you know, whatever issues were going on in the home, you know, I'm just going to speak for myself. I could have easily pointed fingers, blamed him for my unhappiness mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever, or just looked at him with a very um, critical perspective and lived, pushed him aside and lived as a roommate. But instead, that's looking at him through a contract. I don't have to, or through the eyes of a contract, I don't have to engage with you. You're going to do your thing and you're going to do it over there. You are the one that's got some issues. You are the one that's got some, I, I'm over here. But for me, I I look through um, our marriage as a covenant 
mm-hmm. are in this together. together. Your problems are our problems. It's a shared dynamic. It is a shared dynamic. And in that, we're going to share this happiness. We're mm-hmm. going to encourage one. There's a, a synergy. Yeah. And we'll, we'll walk through pain together. Yeah. We're going. We're in this thing together and we're willing to be on each other's side. Um, and it takes a person who is strong, strong enough to know that being a victim is not the way, mm-hmm. nor being a person who um, is harmful to their spouse. That's not the way, mm-hmm. right? We got to mature. We yeah. got to grow to a point to where we say, you know what? Unconditional love is the thing that we're choosing. Yeah. I choose unconditional love. Man, that's good. Misery is a state of mind and it requires a willing participant. Mm. Say that again. Misery is a state of mind mm. and it requires a willing participant. Okay. So in our deceived state of feeling like the victim, we then blame someone for our pain. This is old as the garden Yeah, with Adam and Eve. The sin came in and Adam, in his shame and guilt, what did he do? He blamed um, and he hid. Instead of coming from behind uh, the the fig leaves and, and stuff that they created for themselves and saying, you know what? I did it. It was me. Yeah. Instead, he blamed God and he blamed his mm-hmm. wife. And you can't move forward into reconciliation so long as you're blaming them for your pain. Sometimes you just need to own that you are responsible yes. for your own level of happiness and the decisions that you're making. But man, let me tell you something. It's a powerful day when you wake up and you realize that the enemy's been deceiving you and you've been missing out on some of the best days of your life yeah. because we've given place to this lie. Um, and we've now become deceived and we see our spouse as the enemy. But not today. But not today. When you recognize <laughs> your real enemy. Yeah. And you realize that your spouse isn't the devil. Yeah. It may have some behaviors that look like it, <laughs> but they are not the <laughs> devil. <laughs> their, their, their actions may be irritating right. and some may be hurtful, but listen, you have the ability to speak the truth to them in love. Yeah. And you are not responsible for what they do with that truth that you give them, but you're going to be brave enough to speak that truth. Listen, put all that energy mm-hmm. that you have into, you know, all the energy you have from your arguments, your energy that you give, that you, your vibe, that, that, you know, put all of that, both of you, join together when two or three are okay, touching and. Yeah. Come on. Well, I got a different scripture. I was going to say where two or three are gathered in his name. Oh. He's there in the midst of Well, yeah, you can do that What's too. What's the one you was going to talk about? When two and three are touching agreement. I like both yeah. of them. Yeah. I mean, both of them work. Both of them require unity. There you go. Right? That, that yes. There's two people that are willing to say, you know what? God is in the midst. He's present with us. And he's, he's there to strengthen us. Yes. And I know, you know, a lot of our episodes, if you've listened to, you know, the first season and now in our second season... If you listen to a lot of our episodes, we do a lot that has to speak to uh, psychology and therapy. We're very therapeutic in our approach to how you process your day. So we usually give you a lot of questions uh, because we want you to go back and reflect. But today we're focused more so on the spiritual side. And, And I think that it's really important for you to recognize that being married, you wake up every day and you do have to engage in spiritual warfare. And sometimes what happens to you is not fair. But by faith, you can overcome whatever has been sent to harm you in your home. God will give you the potential and the power to overcome the problems that are that you are facing. 
um, your spouse can become your greatest friend and ally yeah. in the fight against darkness. But somebody has to resist. And if both of y'all can listen to this, if you're listening to this and your spouse ain't, send it to them. Tell them they need to listen to this episode. <laughs> if they ain't listen to that one episode in their life, they need to listen to this one today. Um, what is with you in the word today? Because I'm feeling this thing. Today. Uh, tell them, listen to it today. Um, <laughs> but basically, both of y'all, you have to resist being like weak-minded, weak-willed individual and refuse to be victims. You're and too powerful for that, man. Yeah. Yeah. God has given you authority to reclaim and to take back your life yeah. and to take dominion over the darkness. And when right? y- that's what I'm saying. When y'all combine, when you come together in that unity, praying together, praying the same thing, believing the same thing, what can't you overcome? Yes. Like if you're just trying to be more lovers than roommate, oh gosh, you can do that. Mm-hmm. You got this. Yeah. Y'all can do this. We did it. And and we had some serious issues, y'all. Um, you talked about agreements earlier. Agreements are if you do this, then I'll do that. But lovers engage in intimacy mm-hmm. and they realize that their spouse isn't going to get everything right, but they're committed to loving them. Yes. They're committed to loving them even when they fail. And that's a powerful thing. But you can do that. Jesus will give you the strength to do it. You know, when when Jesus was teaching us about love, he told us not only our commandment is to love God and to love people. Um, one of the things that he said, which is really powerful, he said, when people love folks that do good by them, anybody can do that. That's easy. Right. <laughs> he said, he said, what is it if somebody does something nice for you and you turn around and do something nice for them? He anybody said, anybody can do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He said, but, but real love, yeah. real love is when you love an enemy. Right. When, when you do good to those who, you know, mis- mistreat you, like that's some powerful that's love. stuff right there. Yeah. That's love. And so that being said, um, we want to give you a, a few tips real quick. Now that we've gone through all the shepherding pastoral mode uh, that we were in, I want to give you a couple of tips. All right. Number one, stop leaning on liars. That's good. All right. So what are some liars? Alcohol. Because it tells you that it can soothe your pain. Porn. Because it gives you a high that's fake. Angry outbursts. Because actually angry outbursts are just going to cause more destruction than healthy, you know, relationship and communication. Stonewalling. Because ignoring them is not actually helping you to resolve the problem. Fact fighting. Because so long as somebody is right, the other person is wrong and you both lose. Withdrawing are all liars. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all liars. And they're highly ineffective coping mechanisms and it's going to destroy your home. Yes. Right. Yeah. All right. Number two, start leaning on the Lord. Yes. Start leaning on the Lord. See these, see the circumstances from his perspective. See your spouse from God's perspective. You're not in this alone, but God's spirit dwells on the inside of you. And it's time that we step up and realize that within our marriage. You know, we can we we put God in every other area in mm-hmm. our lives, but when it comes to our marriage and just relationships in general, we kind of yeah. leave him out. Yeah, because a lot of times we're we're so impacted by what we experience from people. Mm-hmm. So it becomes real physical and we forget the spiritual side. It's very emotional, but we forget the spiritual side. But God is there to help you physically, spiritually, emotionally. He's there for every component of what you are. Yeah. He is there to be a constant source and supply of strength and healing and empowerment in every area of your person. 
God wants to strengthen you to perform at your best. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's able to do it when you lean on the Lord. Uh, when the Bible says in Proverbs 3 and 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. That word lean, it carries with it to put your full weight on. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea is if I was to take a ladder and I was climbing up that ladder, I wanted to lean up against a strong wall. Mm-hmm. And so we want to lean the ladder on the Lord. You're yeah. going to go up so long as you're relying on his strength. Yeah. And 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 God's going to give you wisdom when you see it from his perspective. God, will, he'll open your eyes to see it in a fresh way. I'm reminded of uh, uh, the prophet uh, with see, his I servant. See, I told you your pastor, you know, coming out. Okay, well, you. I, I'm reminded of uh, there was a prophet um, and there was an army that came to, you know, uh, capture him. And mm-hmm. so, uh, the army had encircled his house and he, he had a servant that was with him inside of his house. And, you know, the servant looked outside the window. They said, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. <laughs> it's a whole army out there and they're coming to get us. And yeah. the prophet, you know, he was like aware of it. And then he prayed a weird prayer. He said, God open his eyes that he may see. Right. He didn't pray, like remove the enemy. Yeah. He didn't pray, you know, <laughs> make a magic door appear <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> so they can he, escape. He said, I want this guy to be able to see what's really going on yeah. in the spirit. And mm, and after his eyes important. were open, um, he was able to see that the angels of the Lord, the army of the Lord had encircled the army that encircled them. Um, and so <laughs> there's this picture that we want you all to get that there's more working for you in God than there is that's working against you. Because you may be going through a tough season in your marriage and you're like, God, I just want the season to end. I want breakthrough. And God is like, that is not the issue. Mm -hmm. I want you to see that I've got a host of angels. Mm -hmm. I've got provision for you. I'm with you. And I, in the middle of that tension, I need you to tap into that. Yeah. Victory in I got another example. I got Daniel in the den of lions. We got the Hebrew boys in the fiery furnace. All of it is they are in the predicament yeah. and God shows up in it. And so if you're in it, God will show you how to overcome while in, in it. it. Yes. It's not just about him delivering you from the problem, yes. but it's about God delivering you something within you that needs to be shaped. And sometimes God uses your spouse as one of the greatest instruments to help develop your character because learning to love is learning to become like God because God is love. So they're making you better. Yeah. So if you want to have intimacy in your marriage, intimacy is a manifestation of love. Physical intimacy is a manifestation of love. Spiritual intimacy and closeness emotionally is a manifestation of love. It don't get no closer. Now, I said something earlier that when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, boy, y'all, this is good stuff. When they sinned in the garden, they made you know clothes out of fig leaves and they hid themselves in the bushes when God came in the cool of the garden. So they were in hiding after the sin and after the failure. But Jesus, when he took the sin of the world upon himself, he was stripped naked. And was boldly willing to intercede for us before God That's good, in his nakedness. He wasn't ashamed. And yet he was willing to say, here I am in the mess between God, the father and my bride who's hurting and wounded. He was willing to bear his nakedness unashamedly so that we could have intimacy between God, the father and us. And so I'm telling you, the path to intimacy comes with vulnerability. In your willingness to say, you know what, 
I'm in it. I'm not running from the yeah. cross. I'm not running from death. I'm not running from this moment, but I'm willing to say, God, so long as you're with me in it, we can overcome it. Now, God, show me how to be the best version of me in even some of the worst circumstances, mm. in, in some of the most difficult circumstances. So lastly, y'all start loving your spouse. If you're in a point where you feel like it's roommate status and man, I don't know if we're going to make it start loving them because you choose them. Yeah. Pursue and them. Pursue them. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go for them. Show them love. Even though sometimes it may not be reciprocated, be the best version of you be who God is calling and ordaining for you to be in spite of them sometimes and watch God do something miraculous on the inside of your heart. Listen, y'all, we want to say thank you for participating in our marriage content. Subscribe wherever you listen. And it's helpful if you invite others to be a part of our community. Don't forget, you can submit your questions at exomarriage.com forward slash transition. And we would love to answer your questions. Um, get your copy of Marriage in Transition. You go to marriageintransition.com. And we also have another resource that's called Not Just Roommates. Yeah. And I think it'll be a blessing for your life if you're looking for a roadmap to marriage intimacy. Okay. We appreciate you guys being with us. And until next time, remember your marriage can succeed in every season. Peace. Peace.